means truth. So tell me about your spiritual journey. Welcome to Top of Tuesday. I am the conduit on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. My name is Lindsay Warwick, and I have um, Anita here with me. You probably remember her from last week. Mm -hmm. I interviewed her on the podcast. So this is the truth-telling podcast that I started February of 2022. Wow. Yeah, so interesting. Anita and I got to talking. Yeah, imagine that. And she asked me if I had ever been interviewed, and I said no. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the world? You're like, share your journey, but you haven't shared your journey. So in our um, Star Wars reference of Darth Vader, <laughs> I said it would be the prequel. It'll be, this is how I got here, since I've never told you how I got here. And I was like, hey, let's flip the switch. Yeah, so that's what we're going to do. So super interesting. Yeah, you would have thought that my episode one would have been me telling my story, but I just didn't do that. And I just haven't had, I guess, the opportunity to do that or maybe the right energy to I think, ask me. <laughs> I think my interview was as much Lindsay's interview. And so, because I have that ability to kind of just relax her and pull it out and she feels safe and secure and feels mm -hmm. like she can talk about stuff. So it was kind of like, hey, you know, I think you haven't done this because it hasn't been the right opportunity or the right person to do this with. Right. So <laughs> tell me about your spiritual journey. When did you first wake up? Yeah, this is so interesting. So I guess I'll just start at the beginning. Um, at an early age, I remember... Um, I remember church. I'll start there. Yes. Yeah. So I uh, was baptized in the Catholic church and kind of raised in the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. And I was always really interested in the stories yeah. and, the, and the statues mm -hmm. and the pictures. And I'm not going to lie. I also had some little bit of fascination with Archangel Michael, of course, of course. and the slaying of the devil. And this idea of the devil and the darkness. So I always kind of had an inclination to understanding the darkness. Yes. So um, I just remember being in church and going to CCD and just asking hard questions. And the nuns and the teachers would say to me, like, okay, just, like, give her some candy, basically. Like, <laughs> I would always ask the question, like, but why did Jesus die for us? Like, I really just didn't understand. I was like, I don't get it. And they, I was very vocal about not understanding. Um, but I had a fascination with something other than myself. Like, I knew that there was something other than myself. Um, I was also told by my mom that, like, my, grand, my grandmother was gifted and um, my aunt would share with me my that, grandmother's like, she, gifted. Yeah. Well, actually, my great-grandmother, yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah. my aunt would share with me that she had seen deceased relatives. Um, mm -hmm. This is on my mom's side. So It's on my mom's side, too. Yeah, this is mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. So I, I just was fascinated with the uh, the other side yeah the other the the what they're not teaching you yeah whatever else is out there and if you were like me a southern baptist then yeah all you had was the book of Job, mm -hmm. which i say my life the book of Job. Job the sufferer yeah uh -huh. <laughs> i love god so much and yeah. the devil said i bet you i can make uh Job not love you so much and god said go ahead do whatever you want but you won't harm one hair on his head yeah and no matter what he did he grew stronger and closer to god and you know and then he was rewarded and so, like, in, you get Genesis, you get the beginning, and you get the end. Yeah. You get Revelation, and you get Genesis. And that is what Southern Baptist is. Yeah. You know, it's hellfire and brimstone. 
Mm-hmm. So I think I was more fascinated with the light because it, the dark was like thrown at me. Yeah, yeah, I was fascinated with with all of it really, but yeah. always a strong connection to Archangel Michael. So much so that it was time for my confirmation mm-hmm. in eighth grade, and I picked Michaela Michael up mm-hmm. as my confirmation name. Interesting enough. Oh, though, they, they make you pick a new name. I don't know. They I don't know how it works but I remember they like Lindsay Michaela it was something like that I don't even know yeah 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 but the time like came around for me to get confirmed and my mom was like uh you can just make your own choices about religion like you don't have to get confirmed so I've never actually I'm not confirmed which means I can't technically get married in a Catholic church very fast uh do you want to get married in a Catholic church no but okay yeah so uh basically like Fast forward a little bit. Um, my parents got divorced when I was seven. And so I was, I call myself a gypsy as well because I was constantly between homes. So my goal in life is to be a traveling art gypsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically I just became a gypsy at seven years old when they got divorced. Like I just, had to navigate two households. Pack it up the suitcase, yeah. going here. Yeah, going literally there. living yeah. out of a suitcase, yeah. um, which kind of rock, rocked my root chakra, my foundation a little bit. But um, I guess I'll get into, um, I had premonitions and stuff when I was a kid. Like I would have a dream about something that would happen, like I something even silly about like being on the bus stop and then, it would happen. I did too. So it freaked me out. And I had really bad anxiety as a kid too. Like I would imagine all these horrible things anyways. Uh, I found alcohol when I was 12 years old and immediately it like took me out of myself. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I, I, I felt like this sense of ease and comfort. Right. And so I also, I have a, I'm a rising Pisces. I, I also have a lot of like um, like Plutonian aspects in my chart and Neptune. So I like fantasy a lot. I'm mm-hmm. also like a six of spades in the destiny cards. So like, I have to be careful. I have no clue what I am in the destiny card. I'll have to, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to decode you. I don't think I even know that one yet. Yeah. I'll have to yeah. decode you. I have the books right yeah. there, but um, yeah. So I, I just remember like before my parents split and they were like, I would hear them fighting and stuff. Ooh, I have to tell you a cool story. So I haven't told in a long time. Hey. So um, I just remember using like dolls to escape, which yep. I think as a kid, uh, that's kind of like manifesting. Like, I yes. just was imagining a different life. Right. Um, one time though, this is crazy. I had a dream in my old house in Trenton when my parents were still together that I floated down the stairs. Like, oh, I have to plane all yeah. the time. Yeah. I woke up in the kitchen downstairs. And my mom was like, I don't know how you got down here. So I sleepwalk. <laughs> yeah, always had crazy stuff happen. So anyway, got through school and just was always a, a super high achiever, but a super party girl, like really big party girl um, in high school and everything. So much so that like I was so smart, but I would like skip classes to like party and be with my boyfriend. And you know what I mean? Um, and I almost didn't walk. And like in the, in yeah. the graduating you know, I know class, what that means. which not a lot of people know about me, but I was in honors and AP classes. So my counselors and stuff were like, what are you doing? You know, couldn't get it together. But um, yeah, so I uh, started also being really interested in psychics and tarot and weird stuff mm-hmm. and always looking for answers outside of myself. Yeah. And that pattern kind of continued along with my insane like drinking and party girl lifestyle and continued in college and then what really shifted me was yoga so I was in my senior year at Towson University in Maryland and I needed to complete my credit requirements Uh and so they offered yoga as part of it and I was you know I was in a dysfunctional relationship blessed like love this guy today like we're really good friends he's like the OG love you know mm-hmm. um but we were really toxic together and we joke about it all because we're old now but um yeah oh, she's old yeah so I um went to yoga and I hated it I fucking hated it you I hated it yes I hated sitting with myself and 
it was hard for you me. You didn't know how to sit with your I did not, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't want to be in that, and I had to get quiet. And then I had to listen to myself, which I'm using substances and outside things. And listen, my behavior was so erratic in college with drinking that, like, I saw psychiatrists and therapists, and they said, you were bipolar, you're this, you're this. And oh, I took oh, I had it done for every time yeah, I was told about so I had, like, medications here and this and that. But, like, I was, I was rageful and, like, it's, yeah, I'll get there. But it's, yeah, I was just, I was mean. You're pissed off. Yeah. Just lots of anger yeah. and rage. So anyway, yoga. Hated it. Cried every class. Every class I cried. That's so funny you cried because of yoga. Well, yeah. At the end of the class, because it was like I had to be quiet for an hour and listen to myself. But you know what? I And now I, I use this analogy that like bodies are like glow sticks. Uh, my glow stick was I was cracking, right? Because, well, now I know after years of studying yeah. and experience that we collect things in our energy field. And I had collected all this shit and these beliefs. And so the first time I'm not, not, I was a psycho about working out, but yoga is different. Yoga yeah. is like, the mind, it's a, it's a moving meditation where you are connected to your higher self. And that's what changed me that changed me. I was connected to my higher self and all this like forgiveness and my heart started opening and I was like, whoa, mm -hmm. I love this. I want to tell the world about this. And here I am with my like mass communication degree. I graduated. This is another miracle. As, as a like crazy drinker that I was and party girl, I graduated with honors. Like that's just who I am. Like I go hard in the paint, like for anything. I'm just so hard. So um, and in that time I had dabbled, you know, since I was 17, essentially, like I, you know, drinking and driving episode, like maybe you should go to a program or something. And I was like, fuck y'all, like, I'm good. Like I was just wild as fuck. Um, but also like this curiosity to spirit, like, and this curiosity of the, of the other. And then yoga took me to my higher self. Mm -hmm. And also that started like, so for extra credit for my, uh, Calvin class they said go try out other studios so that's when I met like my first guru Sid McNary and he was one of my guests on the podcast and I, like, yes he was on a podcast last year he's amazing definitely listen to that but I went to hot yoga and I sweated out love I'd be sweating out vodka drinks but oh my god um, there's nothing like it like I hate to be hot yeah. but I love hot yoga yeah because it's just urges yeah and like with all that sweatiness that mm -hmm. cellular dump where yeah. we store all that mama baby trauma you know all mm -hmm. that stuff yeah. and it's like you just and you're ringing yeah, out like your you're organs just, like, literally yeah, you're, yeah. You're, and you're close to it too yeah you're cracking it wide open i just knew there was something to yoga and so that's what it kept me going it kept me it kept me i felt like a better person yeah so yeah graduated college Moved to Myrtle Beach in 2011 in the summer. Bartended. Was still a wild party girl, but I did yoga. I was like, I still did yoga. Um, and then eventually got another drinking and driving incident. Um, you know, I've I never, can't believe I've, I'm sharing all this. I've never, I've never had a do Bless. Bless. I have. And I had my days. Me, but, but that didn't stop me. Then. I just was like, oh, I'll just go home to New Jersey now and and I'll get my life together. And I dabbled in, in recovery programs, and I would always, like, accumulate some time and feel better and then tell myself, like, I'm good, you know? Yeah. So moved back to Jersey, got sober, got my life together a little bit, uh, was in a healthy relationship, uh, bored me, blessed him because he's a really good guy. <laughs> Why is it the, the healthy one for us? I don't know. It's like, <laughs> oh, you're not damaged enough. I ain't got enough work to do. Yeah. It's like those AP classes when yeah. you want to be the party girl. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I'm not making it hard enough on myself. Right. Let me make it harder. Yeah, like, give me the drama. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, after college, I, like, worked professionally. And another significant, what did you do for work? Oh, yeah. So uh, I graduated with a degree in mass communication, and my first job was at a printing company, bless them, Digital Color Concepts, in northern New Jersey, and I'd go into Manhattan, too, so it was, like, really cool. I was an assistant 
Uh, I help pretty much with everything, with estimating and marketing, and I just bounced around the office, and yeah. So I did that, started there, and then I, I've had so many different jobs. Like, this is interesting, too. Nobody really knows this this mm -hmm. part of my life, either, except people that I've, I've worked with professionally, but I did that. Uh, I also worked at uh, Princeton University. So I worked there for quite some time as a graduate student housing assistant. And that was really cool. I got mm -hmm. to coordinate summer housing and all this. And I was sober then. So I had my shit together. Yeah. Um, and I was in a healthy relationship, like all the things. And then the inkling came. And I'm still doing yoga the whole time as well. This is super important. I should share that when I worked at Princeton, there was this woman, bless her, Donna, loved her. She told me about this yoga studio because I had moved back from South Carolina. All this yeah. stuff. And it was called Prancing Peacock Yoga Studio in Yardley, Pennsylvania. And that's where my life really changed mm -hmm. because I I was, you know, newly sober at the time. And I was going to Fordham University to get my master's in social work because I always wanted to help people in some capacity, but I didn't know what that was. Right. And so I think it was my 25th birthday, and I treated myself. Donna told me about Prince and Peacock. I went there, fell in love with the classes, and then I saw that they were advertising Reiki. I'm like, what the hell is that? Right. Me being like, oh, I'm looking for my answers everywhere else, or I would cry. I cried every time in Shavasana at Prince and Peacock, too. And Liz, my Reiki master, my guru, said to me, you're going to be an amazing teacher one day. And I said, I'm not teaching. What do you, I don't want to teach. So I go and get Reiki from her for my birthday. I treated myself, but it's like, mm -hmm. I've always treated myself. I think it's, I really always have. So um, she's doing this Reiki session for me, which her property is on Native American land. Oh, yeah. So powerful and beautiful. It there. is. That's where, that's where I got my code was from Native American. Yeah. Yeah. And every time I'm on that same place, that's where they have them. Um, the Hippie Fest is on Rowan County Fairground. Mm, it's the top of Every time I'm there, something crazy, magical, when I go to yeah. sleep in an astral plane and I always go to source. Mm -hmm. And then I get a new ability or gift when I come down. So it's always like a comeback with yeah. so much more than I, you know, I, I come back with less items because I sell so many tie dyes, mm -hmm. but I come back with so much. Mm -hmm. That I have to process through to figure out what does it all mean and what's its purpose and what am I going to do with it. Yeah. But yeah, there's nothing like Native American. Do right. you have Native American in you? So I technically, I do. I don't think I technically do, but I've always felt very, you know, in alignment with shamanic work, which came like I feel like I'm talking so much. I'm not usually used to talking, and I'm like looking at the clock, but I guess <laughs> this is just how it goes. But this is how it goes. I got onto the shaman. This is kind of what led me to the shamanic path. Mm -hmm. So she's doing this Reiki session on me, and she says, I never talk during sessions, but they are begging me to tell you what I see. I said, okay. I just got chills. <laughs> she said, this is not your first time here on this land. You're like, no shit. I said, oh, I'm getting chills right now. Just remembering so this moment. Like, no shit. She said, we know each other. Our souls know each other. Me and my guru. She said, That's like how yeah. you and I started. Like, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then she says that she saw me in a cave. And I had all these feathers. And she said, you're a shaman. I'm wearing feathers right now. Anita makes amazing jewelry and tie-dye. I all those feathers. Yeah, I got my angel wings here on yeah, the wall. That's why you I got it. my wings all yeah. I got my everything. So she's like, This is your job, this is your work, this is your calling, this is who you are. And I was like, Holy shit. And the next day, in typical Lindsay fashion, I deferred graduate school. And I was going to New York City every oh, day. My social workers don't actually get to help you. Well, Their I mean, hands are tied. I mean, I oh, I was in the field a little bit for social work, and I would write these papers, and my professors were like, "You're an amazing writer. Like, mm -hmm. we need you in this field." But it was so it was just so dark for me. So I deferred. Yeah. And the next day, there was a woman there who was channeling Archangel Raphael, Kelly Kalodney. She's on the podcast too. You should check out that episode. I'll have to because she, you have is, to because Raphael. He and I channel Archangel Michael. Yeah, oh, meanwhile, I forgot to share that I've had this obsession with Archangel Michael since I was a kid. And every psychic, every psychic would say to me, who's Michael? And I'd say, 
I don't know. I have <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. So anyway, the next day, Francis Peacock got my Reiki going. Kelly is doing a group channeling Archangel Raphael. Mm -hmm. I literally went through like a mini dark night of the soul in this room. I was crying and shaking. And she came over to me and she said that that she wanted to like speak with me, that the angels wanted to speak with me. So I arranged it. I went to her house. She had these doves in her house, doves. And I held them. There's pictures of me holding these doves. And she tones her voice and gets on the frequency. Now I understand it's frequency, but I thought it was terrifying, but she would make all these sounds with her voice. And then the stream of consciousness would come out kind of like how Anita does the light coding, but in English. Yeah. And she like she does, I think she might do some light language too. She comes into the channel and tells me, thank God you're here. We've been waiting for you. You channel Archangel Michael. And that's what it means. That's what it's been meaning your whole life. Mm -hmm. That's why you have dreams. Like I also had really terrifying dreams that I was possessed by dark entities. And I, I even, it even went so far that when I lived here in Myrtle Beach and my drinking was really bad as well. I will say that, but my grandma, bless her, I'm sure she'll listen to this, but I lived with her and she's very, um, she's very religious. Her faith means a lot. Mm -hmm. And our church here is Archie Church of Michael. Mm -hmm. So I had such horrific nightmares living with her that I went to go speak with the priest there. Like even she can verify that. And so I, I learned, like I just prayed and, and the dream kept coming. The dream kept coming. And um, this woman who channels Raphael was basically telling me that all your life experiences are because you're a clear channel for Archangel Michael. And like, this is your work. And, uh, and that just, I mean, it, the Reiki is what really opened me and changed my life. Like, skirt, you're not doing that. This is who you are. And so I pursued the yogic path. I did my teacher training and then, you know, um, I got really into my yoga practice and, um, I had the opportunity to go to Costa Rica. So I went to Costa Rica um, trying to think of the year, maybe 20, 2015. I'm so bad with time and numbers. That's because you know that time is not linear. Yeah, it's not linear. It doesn't, like, Sarah says about me, because, like, I'll show up late and stuff, but yeah. really, I'm not being, I'm not being disrespectful. Yeah. I really just have no concept yeah. of time, even though I work by appointments. Yeah. It's kind of funny. But, it, you know, Sarah's like, oh, Anita will be here. She yeah. doesn't, she doesn't do human time. Right. You know, she totally. doesn't. And, and it's like, just, I'm like, did that happen before that? Did yeah. you get like that? Oh, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm oh, at. Yeah. In this. I timeline joke a lot. Yeah. I found them. Yeah. But this yoga teacher training, the 200 hour, my first one, just really just blew, blew me open. Like, things started to make sense. Yeah. Um, The first tattoo I ever got, I have an Egyptian arm tattooed at the top mm -hmm. of my spine. And, um, oh, because you get the masculine and part of the cross. Yeah, and it's also Isis energy and Ather yeah. energy, which that comes later in my journey. But it's mm -hmm. like all these things I was drawn to, like, started to make sense. Mm -hmm. And, like, I guess, like, the scene started coming. And at this time, too, I'm, like, in sobriety as well. And so I met amazing humans in sobriety. And one of them, um, he he's on the podcast as well. Uh, he was he practices Lakota tradition, shamanic tradition. Yeah. So we did pipe ceremonies, the Chinooka, mm -hmm. um, the sweat lodge. Yeah. Um, we need to go to a sweat lodge. Yes, here. I want to go to one Craig. Here. Craig, if you happen to Oh, yeah. I, I, okay, let's You go. know Craig? I don't know Craig, but I've heard of Craig. Okay, well, I met Craig at Hippie Fest. Okay. Craig's the one who smudged me. Oh, yeah. And then, like, before we leave, I'm like, you might be, I need your contact info. I did not know you yeah. were here. And I, he like emcees it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I need your contact info because you might be my next teacher. Yeah. And he was like, where do you live? And I was like, Little River, South Carolina. And he was like, I live in Lourdes, here. Yeah. You need my number. And so they have a sweat lodge here. Yeah. Between Lourdes and Conway once a month. And he always gives me notifications. He's on a Saturday, so we're going to sweat lodge. All right, I'm done. Because I'm dying to go. Yeah, so I used to yeah. go to Sweat Lodge with Scott. There's an episode with him, too, and I'm realizing, like, wow, this podcast is my spiritual journey. This podcast is, the podcast is, is my spiritual journey. Yes. Everyone that's on this podcast up until now has been part of my spiritual right. journey. Well, no, not up until now, because I'm part of your 
your spiritual oh, journey. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, we're so contracted yeah. at the time you were going to meet me the most. Yeah, it's amazing. That's the way it works with me. Absolutely. Yeah. So I got into the shamanic work, and then I met a woman who channels Archangel Metatron. She said the same thing. You channel Archangel Michael. You can do uh, entity clearings. You can clear portals, and your voice will, too. And I didn't understand that until I started singing my yoga classes and just singing. Um, yeah. There's also another significant part of my journey where um, I had, this is another significant point. So I did a shamanic candle glowing. Mm-hmm. I'm trained in that too. It's like I'm trained in all this stuff. I just don't advertise for myself. Um, but I did a shim- do that. Yeah, I did a shamanic candle healing class in Virginia with Robin Thompson. He's on the podcast. He's mm-hmm. amazing. He's a Scottish guy. He lives in the U.S. now. He's We're at Virginia. Um, it was oh, I'm the worst. See, I'm the worst at that. I was northern, southern, uh, northern because okay. I was northern Virginia because I was traveling from Maryland to Virginia and then back. So like, it was in Hampton, Chesapeake. I think. I don't know. DC area, like maybe Alexandria. Maybe yeah, DC yeah. area. So um this is a really creepy story. Are you ready for this story? I yeah. have two I have two really creepy stories. I do want to ask you this though. What was the dream with, with Michael? What was the dream when you lived with your grandmother? Okay, yeah. So, I wanna I want a detail of the dream. Okay. Because I have also like the dark dream. I told you about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I I completely remember like being in the pit of hell and having forces unbeknownst to me holding me down having a dark figure that was about seven feet tall with a cloak and no face standing in front of me and I'm you know I'm very young and I know that I have to get out of this and they're trying to steal my soul and I have to get out of this because because I told you last week I wouldn't say it because I knew it would get me locked up in the mental work you know mm-hmm. if I said what yeah. the dream was I, the future of humanity depended on me getting out of there and keeping my soul. Oh my God. So that's why I want to know what yours was. Yeah, very interesting because mine was actually, it's very, very interesting. I had the same dream over and over again Does where I was possessed. I was possessed okay. and I couldn't get out of the bed. I couldn't get out of the bed. Mm-hmm. And this would happen to me over and over, and I would wake up sweating, and I was like, I would, I I would wake up parallel. Yeah. Like, I had sleep paralysis. Yeah. And sometimes I would wake up outside, naked, down the street, because I slept naked, because I'm hot nature. You yeah. You know that about me. I can't keep clothes on at night. I mean, hell, we're born without clothes. So, yeah. You know, so I would wake up, and I would be wandering, like, down the street, like, mm-hmm. oh, and lock the door, totally not conscious. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I had this dream over and over and again. Um, and there, when I, I remember distinctly when the dream stopped, mm-hmm. it was a time, and I'm jumping way around in my timeline at this point because I, I don't even know where I it's was. It's okay. We want to leave um, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, a signet, I, I, I wanted to tell the story about the, um, the, what happened when I did a shamanic candle healing with Robin Thompson. Him and this other woman, um, she... Well, tell that and we'll come back to the dream. Yes. Just remind. Yes, I will. So, they did this candle healing on me, and at the time I was sober, but I was contemplating drinking again. And this is, like, kind of my story. Yeah. How I don't drink, and then I drink, and What triggers you? You're learning what triggers you. I mean, I, I just think it's just thinking that I can drink like normal people. But alcohol is a tool of heart. Yeah. It's I know. I know it's not, and it's it's poison. It's poison to the body, and it will lower mm-hmm. my vibration, and that's a Absolutely. whole other podcast for sure. And it's what gives you the paralysis and possession. Oh well, that's what maybe I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna get. Trust okay. me, I'm gonna get that and say Sorry. as we're recording, I'm seven months sober, which is amazing. Yeah, and I'm not going back. No, I'm not going back. I'm no. in the light now. Um, so we're gonna stay in the light. Yes, we are. Yeah. I have a lot of amazing people Look, around me. Confirmation from stores. Like the yeah, stuff. I know. I have a lot of amazing people that rallied for me. This year, I really hit a bottom, but uh, I don't even know if we have done that. But. So I want to tell this story about, yeah, because I have talked to Jesus before, and so this is when it happened. And I love that. Cause so yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, Archangel Michael is the Christ consciousness lineage. It's the Blu-ray, if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Google it. 
but it's the Blu-ray um, of the Will the blue, of God. And we're the Blue Tribe. Yeah. Well, you're the Blue Tribe. I'm the Yellow Tribe. Oh, are you the Yellow Tribe? I thought you were Blue Tribe, too. No, I'm Yellow. Mm-hmm. So, that makes me think of Scarlet Begonia. Yeah. Sky, yeah. Sky was yellow and the sun was blue. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I had this healing done and me and my two friends, Elena and Jessica, were with me because we did this class together. We were mm-hmm. staying at Jessica's home. And I started, now they did removals of, that's what shamanism mm-hmm. is. So shamanism is removal of energy and then an infusion and empowerment energy as well. Oh yeah, I'm definitely a shaman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me yeah. too. Which it's like all these stories over the years. Like even like when I lived in Costa Rica, a Spanish shaman said Michele to me, like Archangel Michael, like he could see it in me. Um, and I always got Raphael. Yeah. And then... Um, I actually had my handprint analyzed this year, and she said that I had the rare shaman fingerprint. So I'm like, okay, it's like when I don't believe in myself, God confirms it for me. He always will. Like I had a super powerful shamanic Reiki session with a woman yesterday, and it's like you just can't make it up. But anyways, back to the story because I really want to get the story out. So I I started feeling sick, and uh, my stomach started hurting after I had these removals done. It's just oh, kind of frightening. It's a little scary. Remember, I had my I did the shadow that's going to end up in the ER. Yeah, yeah, because I think this yeah. stuff has to come because out. Because it has to come out of the cells. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went to bed on the couch, and I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning violently throwing. So much so that I got on my knees, and I asked God for help. Mm-hmm. And... I felt the presence of Jesus that Mm -hmm. night. And I've seen him in meditation and everything. Mm -hmm. So this is really fascinating. My friend Jessica had a a clairvoyant friend who was very connected to Jesus. And he called her and was like, is there someone staying in your house? And she's like, yeah, there's two people staying. What's up? And he's like, oh, I know. He said, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, which is when I woke up. He said that he saw a woman suffering me and demons biting at me, trying to get into me. Because you just kept them out. Yeah, trying to get back in. And Jesus ascended on the house and he said a million angels ascended on the house. Mm -hmm. And he saw as I, this must have been as I asked for help. And I have like just goosebumps right now. Jesus said to me, it doesn't matter what choice you make. Like I'm going to love you anyway. Because I was struggling with if I'm going to drink. And he does. Yeah. So that was like really profound in my healing. Like that was a powerful class. Like I don't even offer shamanic candle healings, but I probably should. (laughs) I do them for myself. I'm pointing outside as I've been hurting outside. And I've only done them for myself or for animals or for my animal. And so, yeah. Um, But, you know, just. That was significant. So the dream ended. You want to hear when the dream ended? The yeah. nightmare ended. The procession of nightmares ended. I was living in in New Jersey, and I was sober again at this time. And uh, I, it was crazy. So in the dream, I was possessed, but I, I could never speak. Like, I couldn't speak. That's the worst. But this was interesting because it wasn't just me. It was me. So me in front of me. Yeah. So I'm trapped inside of my own prison. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to cry. Because you were the goal and of your prison. Mm-hmm. You are your own obstacle. Other me was like, spoke to me for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was the dark me. And it said, do you think your God is bigger than me? Absolutely. And I looked at it and spoke and said, yes, I do. And I've never had that dream since. Absolutely. So that was really powerful. Um, yeah, I mean, through like sobriety and through like, I mean, I'm an advocate of mental health. So like I've, I've gone to therapy over the years and it's like just figuring out who, who you are has been like my life's path. And so yoga led to the Reiki certifications. And then I have amazing stories about Reiki. So Judy Kay, who was on my podcast, she's the mm-hmm. well-known psychic in the Northeast. I did an expo with her. That was good. Yeah, yeah. I did an expo with her. We talked about this story, but this is another significant part of my spiritual journey. 
I, my shamanic mentor, Scott, the Lakota mentor that I had said that there was a portal in my house because I started seeing spirits in my apartment and fucking born in town. The portal in my house is my altar. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask DK about this, this portal. Mm -hmm. So she puts her hands on my shoulders. And she starts laughing. And I'm like, why are you laughing? Like, I got so freaked out. She's like, the room's not the portal. You are. You're the portal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what does that mean? I'm not ready. Like, you know what I mean? And so I go through these phases where, like, I feel like God's will for me really is to be, like, sober without substances. It absolutely is. It totally is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I ended up like I built up my Reiki business and then like right before COVID hit, I got the intuition that I needed to move to, to South Carolina. Like my grandparents like have a home here and I've been coming down here since I was a baby. But I was like, originally I was going to move to Florida, but then I decided on South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just so, in- you need it's so to- interesting. You needed to come back here. To get re-drunk, to get re-sober. Yeah. Because when you left the first time, you ran away from it here because of all of the external forces that pull you in that direction. And you need to come back here in order to actually get sober. Because when I left here. Was to get sober and go there. Yeah. Well, I Mm -hmm. I didn't even get sober when I got home. I said, oh, I'm just going to work and I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. You need to face Living here has been really... uh, interesting but and i ended up drinking again what like, in new jersey before i moved here what an amazing community of tribe people we have here like, we do have a really amazing i searched for 30 plus yeah. years here trying to find my people and i was yeah. like where's my people yeah people are here. and funny story is my next door neighbor she her daughter's really good friends of mine and she asked she's like does anita have people and she's like oh yeah anita's got people where does anita find her people yeah, it's so and great. It packed me up. I was like, oh my god, am I some kind of weirdo? You know, I remember like when I first moved here, I went to Yoga and Common and I met Susie. Oh, and Maddie, like, we love, yeah, Stevie. she told me she's on the podcast too. Mm-hmm. We love, and Stevie. she's like one of my best friends now. And um, I did my 300 hour yoga, shamanic yoga training with her. I've done a couple other, I did, I'm pointing over there because I have them on the wall, but I did an integrated energy therapy course with these beautiful healers in New Jersey. I've always been a seeker. I'm always taking a class. I'm learning something right now. And my amazing friend, Tammy Foster, check out that podcast episode. She's teaching me about the galactic mind dream spell calendar, but um, everything has led, led to right now. And I needed this today. I needed this day. You needed your moment of synchronicity. I was drinking when I moved down here. And um, for a while, I was, you know, staying out of relationships. But in 2021, I got into a relationship with, it was very toxic. And now I can talk about it and not get worked up. Um, But we abused each other. Why is that that you can talk about it now and not? I think because I've made peace and I have forgiven him. You let go of love and light. Yeah. Yeah. So this was um, a boyfriend of mine in 2021 and it, it just was, it was toxic and we were abusive to each other and it, it ended very dramatically in mm-hmm. which there was some physical abuse and um he tried to silence me, like tried to close my throat chakra. Like he choked me. Like literally. Yeah. And so that's when I birthed the idea for the podcast was when I was healing from that. Because and I was still, to be hurt. I was trying to abstain from drinking too. I, I started realizing because like him and I, like we, we were fucked up a lot together, mm-hmm. honestly. And it, and there was a lot of passion in both negative and positive ways. And so it just ended really crazily. And I think we're both like, we were both very sick people in that relationship and toxic twins. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I birthed the idea of the podcast 
after that, and I remember talking to Sarah Nicole, she's episode one, um, in 2022, and I was like, well, Lauren Calloway, love her, she's on the podcast, I started podcasting with Lauren, because she, okay. she is a connector, she, she is, yeah, I love she her, she asked me to podcast with her, and I said, okay, and then I birthed this idea, of, and I always called myself the conduit, like, it, this came to me years ago from Spirit, they were like, you're a conduit, it's not you, me too, you are just the struggle. You're the hollow you, bone. You, yeah, you that's my connect. part in the Wisdom of the Wind deck too. It's um, mm-hmm. it's psychic conduit because that's what we are when we when we clear our vibration and our frequency, we can really hone it. So, yeah, I got out of that relationship. Was still doing work on myself. Got involved with you know some other people, and then had my last relationship. And um, it's uh, I don't know how much to say, but I will say that whatever you would like saying. This time last year, I was trying to be sober on my own, and and that did not work out well when I when I met this man, uh, because I met the dark parts of myself in him. Yeah. And um, speaking your truth, especially when you're to the other side where you're getting healed and whole, yeah, it resonates with somebody who may not be where you're at now, mm-hmm. but they're where you're at then. Yeah. Which is why we show up and we be authentic and we be vulnerable. Because our vulnerability allows others to become vulnerable. And it's like, we need these experiences. We, because I will yeah. say that without my boyfriend from 2021, that's where I met Elaine Marie Rose, another episode. Mm-hmm. That's my shamanic rose priestess mentor. Mm-hmm. I took a dark aspect of dark and light of sexuality class with my ex, with him. And, and I knew she was my next teacher. Like, I can see them. Yeah. And so that started this journey that I've been on with journeying with the goddesses the divine feminine that's the rose priestess is honoring the divine feminine this journey of learning and embodying sacred sexuality that's what so got me to circle with without, to get my without divine that dark man and yeah. that experience where he showed me dark parts of myself yeah i would not have met elaine yeah so it's like thank you god so fast forward this guy um and spirit lined it up beautifully. Like, look at all this synchronicity. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought he was all these things. And um, well, he also was very manipulative in the fact that he placated you with all of these things and just like kind of like programmed you to think so. Because he's like, oh, you're my twin flame, you're my twin flame, you're my twin flame. And then you come home and you're like, I don't think I'm in his twin flame. But he kept repeating yeah. it so much. It was like he was using your oh, this is your energy too. against you. He drank, mm-hmm. and then I drank, and then I noticed that I would have to drink to lower my vibration to the him. Yeah. And so slowly and surely, I was making the most money I'd ever made, um, and I lost things. Mm-hmm. I lost it. I lost my job, and. Um, I would tell myself that it wasn't because of drinking, but I was hammered drunk and then woke up and didn't clock in on time after my manager had been talking to me about clocking in on time. Yeah. So, and, and I was a high performing sales. Yeah. I was winning contests. Yeah. Customers were sending me gifts and I met my quota, but I wasn't, I thought I was above the rules. And then I, here's this person who's in my life who he didn't have it all together so I started giving everything I had away to this person and things are lo- like, and you know what things in here, like he, he would accidentally break things. Like all the signs were there that like, it was like, but I just held on, you know, I, I held on. And, and then intuitively, like, I mean, I just started getting depressed when I lost my job. Like even my close friends, like, you know, they were like concerned and some couldn't be my friend anymore. Because they just couldn't watch me do it anymore. Yeah. Um, And so I eventually lost so much that um, I guess I'll share. I mean that I, yeah, I almost lost everything. And um, I got this intuition that he was cheating on me. And I remember asking my friends and they were like, no, he's obsessed with you. And I said, very much so. But I know this to be true. You know when spirit spirit told me. Mm-hmm. So word, I'm single now. But if you are interested in dating me, I will fucking know when you lie to me because I got God on my side. And if she doesn't know, guess what? Yeah. I'll know. 
So I know this is happening and I'm realizing that I'm not happy. I'm communicating that I'm not happy. And then my birthday rolled around. I turned 35. And I'm going to share this. Okay. I'm going to share it. I think you should because I think there's I probably. Think it could help other people. And, and we'll so, talk about what it means too, like yeah. in a soul contract kind of way. So that maybe we can help somebody else who's gone through this. And yeah. now this is like a big shadow that you have inside of you. And you need to know. So when I was, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Years ago, I got a prophecy that when I was 35, I would end the cycle of abuse in my family. I'd be pregnant with a girl. And uh, I've been pregnant before at 21 with a boy. And I chose not to have that child. I'm grateful that we had the right to choose. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think I could give this child a good life. And yeah. At that moment, you still had the I right to choose. Because do we still have the right to choose at this moment? I don't know. No. There's that whole, like, you know, that, that whole ban and yeah. trying to tell us choices. Here's my thing. I've got a campaign. Vasectomy. Stop abortion. Yeah, seriously. That's what I'm thinking. So my birthday comes and, and passes, and then um, I'm very unhappy in this relationship. And it, it's no secret. I'm communicating to my partner that I'm not happy. Because now you know the darkness that you're with. Oh, well, I just knew that I was dying. I was losing everything, losing yeah. money, lost my job, lost yeah. sense of self, lost friends. Um, because he always had you where he wanted, isolated, alone, and to himself. I don't even know what he wants. <laughs> I can't Soul even. Soul vampire. So I um, woke up on February 10th. That's my Friday date. And I was at his house, and I looked around, and, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Where am I? Like this sense of power surged through me. And I was like, and I started crying. And I remember him saying like, are you okay? And I was like, no, like I just was not okay. And we got into like a little argument. It's funny. Cause like with my previous relationship, I was silent. So in this relationship, when I was upset, I didn't vocalize until the end. And I, no, because I think I had some surging of hormones because mm -hmm. February 10th, I knew I was done in the relationship and that I didn't want to drink alcohol anymore. I was like, I'm fucking done. I'm done. I call it the day the urge. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I found out that I was pregnant. And so I knew the prophecy was real that this was a girl, a soul of a girl that would break the cycle of abuse in my and family. She did. In my family. But she did. Yeah. So... A lot of drama ensued, um, but I cut off communication with that man because I knew that I had to self-preserve and I got into mother mode. Like I had to protect mm -hmm. myself and the soul of this being. And I sat in meditation and I prayed and I also got confirmation. I prayed about clarity about this man and I got confirmation to my face that he was cheating on me. Yeah. Um, and so I did what I had to do and I, and I chose, uh, I know he has another child that he did not take care of. Yeah. Um, and um, you've already seen what that yeah, child went through I'm and that grateful, mother's went through. I'm grateful because I was able to get honesty, um, and clarity from her and yeah. that healed my sister wounds. Yeah. My her that healed my like, oh, ex-girlfriend wound thing. Right. Um, and so I made the choice. Um, and so, uh, I decided to not have the child and that day was three, three, mm -hmm. which is Christ consciousness number. So, and I've cried and I still work through this, but I made a name for her. Her name is Kali, like Kali Ma, and she'll always be with me. And I've talked to psychics and we are psychic. I am psychic. I yeah. talked to her. I felt her. I had a beautiful release ceremony with my dear, amazing friend, Leah. And Leah watched me violently cry and release and hear this baby. And, like, it was her choice, too, to come in. Because without this yeah. experience, I don't think I would be sober again. So I don't think I would have had the strength to just leave. I had to leave. And you know what? I even struggled with guilt of leaving him in the darkness, but I, I had no other choice. But you're not responsible for somebody else yeah. like that. And so then yeah. after that happened, mm -hmm. I got suicidal. 
because I did not have alcohol in my life. I had made this choice. It was so hard. And I want to shout out how amazing my family was for me. Like I could cry. How my brothers offered their homes to me, my mom, everyone, which was healing for my mom to offer for me too. Mm -hmm. You know, like to, to be able and people rallied around me. I mean, some people fell off, but they're not my people, you know, but my, uh, my real people, they fucking rallied around me. And that's when I was in such a dark place. Like I, I mean, then I went back to meetings and, and now I'm rebuilding my life slowly. And it's been so hard this year. And in the destiny cards, 35 is my most difficult year Mm -hmm. of ending and my, but most my blessed, year, but most blessed year, my year that I'm in right now is 53, mm-hmm. 35, 53. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. So, so I even like Anita, I met Anita and then like, she, she just has light coated me, like did my hair for me blonde. I call it my trauma blonde, even though I like love it so much, but it feels really good, I guess, to share that and not be ashamed of it. And I haven't been perfect on this journey, but I nobody's perfect. I drank and here's here's something that I want us to share with them about soul contracts and like how we choose we choose our mama, our daddy, our time, our purpose, our place, our what we want to experience, the generational karma we're gonna break. She so she coming back. Kalima <laughs> chose that because souls. Sometimes they go through so many lifetimes of like this upheaval and really hard shit that they need a little pause. So they sign a contract. I think that was their purpose. Was to come in and wait. To be not born or to be miscarried. And sometimes they decide, they decide that they do not want this soul contract. They st- you still have the ability. Oh, yeah. She to the very last she second. Okay. She said she, she was- did not want him to be her dad. But she did want you to be, she, you're going to be her mom. You, Kali Ma is coming. Yeah. I've told you I've had that vision. Kali, Kali is coming. She's just coming later. Yeah. But the thing is, she chose to show up at that moment for you because she knew that was what was going to be. And it has healed because it like, has. I just spent time um, with my mom and just this beautiful moment of forgiveness with each other and it was like if I wasn't sober and all this hadn't happened I wouldn't be here right where I am and you know what I don't hate I don't even hate that man no because you know why because you finally forgave yeah not just him but yourself yeah I, I I've been I pushing that it. she gets a little obsessive sometimes about you know well is it this is it that and I'm always like you I think have, it's a Virgo moon. And I'm me. like, and I'm Virgo rising. So yeah. I'm like, you haven't let go. The problem is you haven't let go. I haven't let go. And I was like, not with forgiveness. You haven't let go. And she'll be like, what do I do? And I'm like, let go. I just say, I just say to you, let go. Yeah. Forgiveness. And I think, I think forgiveness for self. I had to let go of what anybody thought about my choice. And Who gives a shit other people Exactly. Think. And I feel that I did the highest thing for me, for him, and for that baby. I did the highest, I saw the highest timeline mm-hmm. because the other timeline was very chaotic and very traumatic. I felt like she already had some moon trauma. Like it just was, it wasn't an easy choice. It's still not, but I saw it as the right choice. And I okay. haven't, I, yeah, I've just been on this journey now of, like for a while, I did not offer healings or anything. I took break, and I had people like, "Oh, can we get this amazing?" And no, and that's why I it was started that. working again. This time. A pause in the podcast was also because oh yeah, they were working on you. Yeah, I was working. I'm still working on me, but Sarah Nicole has showed me that you're a powerful healer. You can do the healing work and still be a good healer. And so let's talk about the healing work. Let's because, talk about that too, because but I, don't healer, they, I don't heal you. You're, I don't you heal you, you but you I heal yourself. And we're holding the space. That's yes. the con- conduit. Yeah, is, we're holding but, the space for the healing. As a hairdresser, I always say I'm a therapist. <laughs> yeah. you, you leave not only feeling better, yeah. not only looking better, but yeah. feeling better. You know, and it's way cheaper than therapy, but you're getting therapy. Yeah. I had one client that was like, damn, why have I been paying a therapist for two years? One hair appointment and she was like, 
you help me in one hair appointment more than my therapist has helped me in two years. I said, then you've got the wrong therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but that's because in the act of, I've never gone to therapy because I'm in therapy with clients and the act of like being that claircognitive, you know, that Mm -hmm. comes through and channeling people for other people. It's like helping them heal helps me heal. Yeah, because I always have to relate. My empathy is to tell you how I do understand and give you an example of something that's so similar that you get. I get it. Yeah. You know, so that heals me in the process of helping to heal you. But all I'm really doing is just holding the space. Yeah, definitely. That's how I do healing, too. And so I just have had the opportunities on my journey to do like Reiki attunements for people. And just I've been working with clients again. So I am available um, yes, and and you will share the a link for contact. Oh to, yeah, I have my website. Yeah, it's so LA like, and yeah, especially attached to this podcast. Oh yeah, I yeah. will. And um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like I also feel like my life has been sort of the story of Job, but I feel like the suffering, that and that's kind of like what the podcast. No matter how much suffering, me. this is the thing that the reason I say Job because he so loved God so much. And the devil was and like, still, and and still no matter him. what happened, he still loved God. No matter what was happening around him, he, mm-hmm. it made him grow closer to God. Yeah. And that's why I identify with Job too. And I think that's what it is. Like in the, in the darkness, knowing the light will come, finding your way back to the light. Isn't yeah. that the, the test? I feel like you know? it's amazing that I could tell my story today and not cry. I guess I am in a place of okay. gratitude and I'm just, and forgiveness yeah and I I am and I'm just focusing on myself right now and healing and Mm -hmm. being sober and just being the best aspect of myself and then it's like I've gotten really good at recognizing red flags and friendships or in well I just clearly point blank don't have any shitty friends no I just have like all it's amazing how spirit will take all the shitty friends away yeah it's definitely out for me yeah I just have people in my Mm -hmm. life that like really care about me that show up that are genuinely happy that I'm like not suicidal anymore like that I'm living and glowing and I have been like suicidal multiple times yeah when the work that I'm doing and the load that I'm carrying and all the darkness that's around and I'm just like don't let me breathe in just yeah. take the breath. I don't want to be here anymore. Like you made me too sensitive for this place. Just take the breath out of my body. I can't take it anymore. And then, you know, Archangel Raphael comes in my head and I'm like, all right, get your ass out of here, devil. Yeah. My dad will kick your ass. You know, get the hell out of here. And, yeah. and all right, give me another one. Give me another soul to save. But it's just that human, it's the meat sack that, that takes over, like the onboard computer instead of your real computer. Yeah. You like know, your soul, your higher self. But it, it's like, so people who commit suicide don't want to kill themselves. That's not what it's about. It's truly about being in so much pain that you oh, can't yeah. breathe. And I was in that. And, and you can't and take the pain. You just want the pain to stop. You're not thinking about anybody else around you. You're not thinking nobody loves me. I mean, that's not a pity play. I it's was the pain. in that pain. And the I pain remember. pain is so intense, you can't take it anymore. I remember saying to myself, this is why people do this. Because yeah. it just felt so overwhelming at the time. But if you feel that way, and if you're feeling that way at this moment or any time, Tell somebody. Yeah, tell, tell somebody. somebody. Reach out for help. Reach out to us. Because we you know how to talk you through the pain. Because you are worth it. You, know? you are worth and it. There's a purpose for you. I think all my life experience has kind of led me in, into where I am now. Like, I do shamanic healing work. It's it's who I am. I can't even, I don't even have words for the experiences that I've had with clients. Like, it's basically a whole write-up of their energy centers. I take notes from their spirit guides. Like, there's a lot of crying that happens usually. They're like, how did you know that? And I don't know. I, I don't know. I just trust. Claire I just trust in God. They're so, cognitive. My friends yeah. just like me. You just know. Like, yeah, it's interesting because I'm just really grateful right now for my life experiences, even even the ones that have been really difficult, even the very difficult people have showed me, well, this is what a real friend is, and that's not a real friend. So you wanted the experience of what not to do and what not to have at the same time like I and did. And it's also you know? like, if I'm, if I'm doing all this soul work on myself, and eventually, like, I would like a partner, and I still want to be a mother very much, mm-hmm. even though I'm like, oh, I'm 35, be. my clock is ticking. Yeah, you will be. Don't worry about that. Yeah. You will be. Um, 
I want to embody how he will be back being the best version of myself um, and also coming into union with my masculine and feminine which is also part of the Rose Priestess lineage and the Rose Priestess Mm -hmm. path but yeah I mean I feel like I kind of shared all the highlights of my spiritual journey and I'm so grateful and low life I'm grateful for the path that I've walked I'm, like I said I'm grateful for all the difficult people as well the people that love me to their best ability like even in all that bullshit with my ex I think that was the best that he could give me well I think that's your lesson for him I think the ones that he are, probably needed me too yeah because you're going to be the goal you're going to be the like man you're going to be like the regret the goal you're going to be like hopefully the tool that helps him become a better human I mean, I probably am. I'm literally yeah. a human catalytic converter. Shout yes, out to Allison because my energy is just transformative. My cosmic mm-hmm. name is Ashalika, it means the transmuter. And that's whether you like me or not. Mm. And I'm good with that. But, um, so you know what I just figured out, like, in the last 48 hours, and I hadn't <laughs> told you, so I might as well tell you here. So, Kyra uh-huh. is not my soul mom. Kyra is my higher self. That makes sense. Kyra, Kyra is I me. I told you about Kyra wrong, right? Mm-hmm. We need, we need to look at the Sophia code. The Sophia code is amazing. So, so, so tell them about Kyra. Yeah, Kyra channeled a codex called the Sophia code, which is an initiatory book where you are taking initiations with basically the Rose Priestesses, and it's super powerful. And she was also involved in sex. Do you have that book here? Yes, I do. I need to I don't know where it is. I'll, I'll get it out. I, I need it. Every, I have books book. everywhere. But yeah, I need to borrow that. I'm really grateful that I told my story. Like, I haven't. It's and, good, right? Yeah, and I'm also, like, I'm available. On the anniversary of your seven months. So yeah. it's kind of like you just chose to stand up at the meeting and speak for the first time. <laughs> but you just, you, you're like, I'm going to do it with everybody. Yeah, I And did. I'm not going to do it anonymous. And I was so afraid to share about, you know, um, my preg- pregnancy and choice and, and everything like that. But yeah, you know what? Important. I think it is important. It's because important because it you're not a, by yourself. It was a hard, it was a hard, it's a hard very, decision. It still is a hard thing. Like, you yeah, know, I, I do. I cry, you know, I do. I was, I was 21. Yeah. When it happened with me and I knew that it was the same thing. It was a toxic, abusive situation. And I bet you that there are and I can bring it women, in, but I also if it, they don't talk about it, they, then, feel, yeah. they might have this experience and, and maybe this will help people. I know that, that that one that I ended returned at 26 and is my daughter who's 26. Mm-hmm. So still was born, but wasn't born at, at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Oh, yeah. I, there's, Full Pisces, there's t- by the way. There's tons of stories Ooh. like, like mm-hmm. that. But, um, yeah, I, um, I know my sole purpose is to help people and yeah. do shamanic work. So I do that. Um, and I think sharing your story helps people understand, like, isn't that what this is about? Is ever share everybody's spiritual experience? Yeah, it is about it. In order to help people, help yeah. people recognize, oh, I might be waking up. Oh, I might be on the spiritual yeah. journey. I don't know about you, but when I was little, I remember the first time that it really resonated with me uh, that I wasn't from here, planet Earth, and I was yeah. so different. Was like, I don't feel like I'm. It was Stonewall Jackson, and it was like, so that was third or fourth grade on the playground, and I'm watching the coach, and everybody run across the field, and I literally am having my first surrealism, where it looks like I'm in a TV show to me, or on a movie screen. It was like a movie. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so weird. Why does it feel like that? But that's because it's that jolt it's that your spirit you know you know you've done this before it's mm-hmm. that past life remembrance you yeah. know and you can't process it because and I feel like we're not too, allowed like, to our souls give us the experiences that we really want like yeah. that job I lost I really didn't like it and mm-hmm. so now I'm not doing so maybe that you manifest it losing it because I, you needed to be somewhere else I think so and now you know I'm manifested I'm going to California to do a shamanic healing for somebody mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I don't know where God's going to lead me, but I know that I'm going to be led. Gonna show up when he tells me. And I just trust in that. And so, yeah. like, yeah, I'm here. I'm offering a shamanic rose priestess mentorship starting October 1st. It's an eight-month commitment if you want to, you know, work with me and with the Divine Feminine. It's so yeah. such a powerful, beautiful journey. I'm also available for shamanic healings, distance, and in person. 
I do card readings. I could, I should start offering candle healings. I basically do all the things. So if you're if interested, you have an interest in any of this yeah. kind of stuff, just send a message because she probably doesn't. Yeah. Or and if she doesn't, I do. Like yeah. whatever it is, you know. Yeah. And if yeah. you wanted to, you know, just talk about anything that I shared, I'm here to to yeah. be there for you because that's what I am. I'm of service to God and the angels and mm -hmm. Thank you for interviewing me today. Like, I can't believe how much came out of me. Like I, these are certain things that I haven't really shared. Well, you know, <laughs> during my interview, you were like word vomiting and it was coming out because we do that with each other. Yeah. We're just so at peace. Sisters, you know, past mm -hmm. lives, we so have soul connections. And so it was just like, you know, yeah. spirit was just like, you need to just go on and do an interview because I, and that's why I said it's the prequel. Yeah. You know, I was like, you know, episode well, this one. This is what led to the top of Tuesday. So like, this is episode all one, amazing even though there was episode one back then. Yeah. This is the prequel. So this is episode one. Yeah. All the amazing people that have been on the podcast yeah. have been so important to me mm -hmm. on my spiritual journey. And I love you yeah. all like so much. Um, and because you're all real aspects of me, like you're all mirrors for me. So Which we're uh, I don't know. I guess, mirrors. I guess well, just, so is there anything else we should say? I think that we should ask an opinion. So we have this idea that maybe we just need to do this weekly. I feel like we could do this or every and, other week. Or every other week and not make it such a, a commitment kind of thing. Yeah. And and pose the questions to you guys. What do you want us to talk about? What do you want to know? Like, not just about our personal spiritual journeys and what we've done and things like that, but is there esoteric? Is there starseed? Is there, you know, um, possession? Whatever it is, what do you want to know? What do you want to hear us talk about? Because that's what we're thinking. That's what we're getting led to do is yeah. to just kind of show up and, like, talk and talk about what you want us to. So you can message yeah, leave a comment. Us. Leave a comment. Yeah, leave a comment. Uh, show suggestions, something you yeah. want us to talk about, and we will just totally just do it blindsided. Like we don't prep, we just show up and we start talking because this is me and Lindsay. This is what we do, basically. Basically. So thank you for <laughs> tuning in to my story. If you have any questions, comments, please reach out. Um, thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Sisters, I love you. Everybody have a beautiful week, and I'll catch you later. Absolutely. Bye.